welcome to episode 11 of The wow. Used Gamers. Uh, I'm going to be your host tonight. My name is Mike, as always, and of course with me is Jared. Hey! And Chris. Hello! And uh, we thank you guys for listening to us again. Now, we had some uh, big news happen uh, just last week. A really big thing for gamers, of course, E3. Hopefully all you guys were checking out some of the coverage. Um, for any of you guys who missed some of it, hopefully we'll try to cover as much of it as we can. There's definitely a lot of information, wow. so we'll try to hit on a bunch of our big favorites and try to mention as much as we can, but of course, you know, we can only do so much. There's only so much you guys will want to listen to us ramble on about stuff, so. But we'll try to cover no. all the big things. But uh, yeah, definitely a very interesting E3, of course, because we have, you know, two brand new consoles that they're introducing a bunch of new features and games, and everybody was kind of wondering how it was going to come up between the Xbox One and the PS4, how they were going to go against each other. So uh, really, really exciting E3, and of course, lots of big games to talk about. So um, we're just going to, kind of what we're going to do is we're going to go through the the, uh, the the main press conferences, kind of go through their lineup and, and discuss as much as we can with all their little games and, and different things that they talked about. So first off, of course, was Microsoft. They were the first uh, uh, press conference of the day. So Jerry's going to kind of go down the lineup of those and we'll kind of discuss how um, we felt about their press conference. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so what they started with first, what I thought was smart, was to talk about what's going to be on Xbox 360 still, um, which they've, they've said they made a commitment to continuing for, Chris, I think you said at least five years. Something like that. Yeah. At least, yeah. um, that they're going to keep doing stuff, which is exciting because not everyone can afford, you know, at launch to buy these consoles. Like they're, us. they're expensive. Yeah, probably like us. So um, they talked about how they're still going to have some games... Um, and some things going on. Uh, one thing they got was something I haven't played, but I know people have played and really get into it, which was World of Tanks, uh, which yeah. is going to be exclusive on the 360, which I know a lot of people like. I don't know if you guys think people are going to play it there. I feel like people who are playing it are already established on PC. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it it might bring in new players, you know, maybe people who aren't big PC gamers who want to play. Mm. Um you might get some people who maybe like to play games better on their consoles. I mean, I don't know. It might bring in some, it might not. Who knows? But it's a very successful franchise, and it's a huge win for Microsoft to pull them into them as an exclusive. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's a good thing to get. So that was that's cool. That's something they grabbed. Um, they also said that your uh, Xbox Gold membership will port from your 360 to Xbox One. It's the same membership. For that, if you get an Xbox One, which is really nice. They're also adding some features to 360 where they're going to start having gold members can get uh, free games. The one they mentioned off the bat was Assassin's Creed 2 and Halo, Halo 3, 3 mm -hmm. which are, you know, if you don't have those games, I guess that's pretty cool. They're good games. They're they're old games, but... Oh, yeah, I, I found out about this, like, roundabout, because Mike had texted me saying, hey... Fable 3 is free right now for gold members. Like, that's random, but okay, that's the best sale ever. It's free. Right. And that was how I went in and found out, oh, now they're kind of copying this PlayStation Plus model of free games. And I was like, well, that's cool. It's adding more value to the fact that you're, mm -hmm. you're spending money on an annual or a semi-annual basis to be able to have this online functionality. Well, so, and I, I, good now, is this going to be something that goes on... I. I've from the way I understood it, and maybe I was wrong, it's only going to go on for like a couple of months until like the Xbox One launches or something like that. Or is this a permanent new thing? I think it's going to be a part it, of the service from now on. Oh, yeah, nice. and, and I see why you said that, because they, they did say that they're doing things to, to get you through that time. But it, my impression was that I was pressed that, that they're going to It would be awesome it. if they just continued to do it. I mean, the one thing I would have liked is maybe if they at least gave me 
a choice of like a couple of games rather than just being like these two games which i mean for me right. i have both of them already so mm-hmm. but hopefully maybe the do. next ones will be something i don't have like i didn't have fable 3 right i'm not really that you know desperate to play it but hey for free you know i'll give it a shot yeah, why, why not? not why not so um and then they uh they unveiled a new xbox 360 which i thought was kind of weird i didn't understand that thing I, to do so this yeah. is the f- fourth iteration of it? I think it's well, white, and then there was the black model, which is the same system. And then there's the slim, and, and now there's this. But so, some of the novelty well, models. And, and like, PS3 did the same thing. There's actually a newer one than the one we have, the yeah. mini slim or whatever they yeah, want to call it. So, but that came out a while ago. I feel yeah. like this is way too late in the console. You're Weird already time. announcing your brand new console, and yet you're going to release a new version. Not to mention it's made to look like the new console. Yeah, a little bit more. I feel... Like, if you're trying to drag in new people to play Xbox 360, you know, maybe people that, you know, like, don't have the money to buy the Xbox One. So, hey, we'll give them, you know, they can buy an Xbox 360. Well, those people could probably go out and buy a used one, especially it, now that everybody's going to be trading in their, their Xbox 360s to get the Xbox One. It's weird messaging. It's, it almost feels like it splits your audience a little bit. And it, but and one thing, if you, if you stand back for a second and think about it, it really highlights the fact that this new system's not going to be backwards compatible. So they're saying, like, you've been with us, and you've been an amazing community, and now you give us a little bit more money, and you can keep playing these awesome games. No, this has nothing to do with the Xbox One, but you can keep playing these awesome games. So it is kind of strange, but at the same time, you know, they're a business, they're a corporation. Somebody decided this made sense, and who knows? It'll be interesting to see how that thing sells. Yeah, I just wondered if it was a way of proving, because their whole big thing is that they're not giving up on 360. It's not like it's just going to be an expensive paperweight. You know, they're going to continue to do stuff. So maybe this is a way of like, hey, we're so committed to continuing the Xbox 360, we're going to make a new one. And put it that out looks there, like so. our other new. That yeah, looks it's like our I don't know. Yeah. strange. Maybe. Which, by the way, um, means it looks boxier, and yeah. is a combination of matte and glossy. Yes, which is important. which you'll also hear about in a later discussion about a different press conference. Yeah. So, which yeah, apparently boxy is in. <laughs> boxy. In case you're wondering. Um, so they talked about that a little bit, and I was like, okay, that's great. You know, showing a commitment to this machine that I have, and I'm going to continue to play. <laughs> so very exciting. You know, it's good. Um, so of course, then they started to get into some of the Xbox One stuff. Um, which is their console releasing, and I think they said November. November. Yeah, November they committed yes. to. They committed it, to November, yeah. which uh, which is so that means you know which they committed to this year, but now they're saying November, which is holiday. So that's that's nice. That's a smart time frame, I think, to go. A well, little and there's a little yeah, and just a little bit of sleuthing by some people on the internet said, okay, uh, Call of Duty Ghosts is going to be a launch title for this system. That's where it's going to launch first. Its launch date is November fifth. It's only going to be on the system. Let's. Do the math here, guys. You're going to need to be able to play the game. So, so they have five if, days. If we're taking a pool, I'm saying November 5th. That's when that game is, is going to come. Yeah. That's when the Just in time for my birthday. Yes. Perfect. There you go. There you go. Beg your wife. So, <laughs> um, so that's they announced that. That was good. And then uh, a lot of what they talked about, because they talked a lot about the capabilities of the system when they announced it um, a few weeks ago. So mostly what they talked about after that point, which I was glad they talked about it because they did not talk about it at the launch, was titles. What kind of titles they're going to have, um, particularly in terms of exclusive titles. And they had a lot. Um, they mentioned, not all were things I was interested in, but they mentioned uh, Forza 5 is coming out. So if you're a racing fan, man, these games look so gorgeous now. I know, I'm not a racing fan, but like I said about when the PlayStation did their announcement, I mean, these racing games on these new they consoles look, look good. beautiful. It's, I'm not, it's not my genre, but for people who like it, I bet that's very exciting. You know, the games look good. The physics are supposed to be better, everything. So that's pretty cool. Um, one I was really surprised to see them announce, 
according to them in the press conference, because of the request of the gamers? Question mark? Um, is Killer Instinct is back. Combo Breaker. Yeah. But that was... It, it had a really huge cult following. Yeah. So this is... And it's... Can it's, you have a huge cult following? Aren't those separate things? Are hey, cult following small? When the remake of Pit Fighter comes out next year, Jared, yeah. you're going to be eating those... I well, I mean, it's... You, you look at the trajectory of the way that these things got... You know, Street Fighter Four comes out, and then they brought back Mortal Kombat, and then they brought back Marvel vs. Capcom. So that, I guess, was kind of just one thing that sort of was but going I, untouched. I feel like those were always more popular franchises. That's because it's not a very... Game. No, it's oh, not a very good game. shots fired. That's my claim. There you go. All right. So anyway, yay. Yeah, there so was a lot of people excited at E3 about very it. Very excited. Very, very excited. A, a lot? Yes. <laughs> Some, there was one guy that went, woo! I think in the background when that, they covered it up. Yeah. That's free to play? Kind of. You get one character. For Franco? Good. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's a free to play title, but you only get one character off the roster. So there's going to be a hundred million matches of this guy playing this guy. All over the internet. Like, everybody gets that one character, or you Everybody get gets that one character. It's kind of... Oh, my gosh. Take a little bit of Old Republic, a little bit of League of Legends, and a little... Yeah, it's, a, it's essentially a free-to-play game, but to play multiplayer, if you don't want to be that character, maybe yeah. maybe you give us $5 for this one character. Well, Imagine um, if you had to pay individually for every Street Fighter. Uh, yeah, so it'll be yeah. interesting to see how that works. I won't play it for free, so but, there you uh, go. <laughs> um... They had some more exciting announcements than that, though. Uh, the Dead Rising 3 demo, they actually demoed the game. It looked pretty good. This is actually a franchise I never got into, and um, this one looks a little grittier, a little more real. You know, they still have the really over-the-top, you know, they showed some of them making weapons, and the, the kills are, are, you know, you slice things' heads off easily, but just the look of it felt a little bit darker, which I think is interesting. Well, I think also it's the amount of zombies they're able to do with these oh, new yeah. consoles. I mean, you look out over these landscapes and it's just nothing but zombies. I think it's really kind of imposing on mm -hmm. you. I, I played the first and the second um, Dead Rising games. I, I've never really gotten into them. A, a lot of it was because both of them had time limits to them, and I hate playing I a game like where that. you got to rush yeah, through stuff. Me nuts in the first so, I mean, if this one doesn't have a time limit, I, I would definitely I didn't consider trying see now because it looked great. In the demo to indicate yeah. there's a time limit. Yeah. And, you know, it's a big, huge open world. There's lots of driving and crafting and all that stuff. So it looks really cool. So, I don't know. We'll wait and see. If, if there's no time limit involved in this one, I might consider checking it's it out. really good. Yeah. Um, they also uh, announced a, a exclusive launch uh, launch title called Rise. Which uh, looks cool. Rise Son of Rome, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. Rise Son of Rome. Um, which looks pretty interesting. I th a lot of people were saying it's kind of their God of War comparison and i can see the parallels but it definitely looks different i mean it only like in the its fact that it's it's got roman mythology rather than greek mythology yeah, which is similar a, but other than that it's very different it's pretty different yeah so it looks really interesting you know the these the the blending that they're doing that grabs me the most and you tell me if you guys think this too is that it's you're both fighting on your own but commanding is a part of your character a lot too which i thought that that's an intriguing mm -hmm. idea to me i hope they follow through on that that that's a big part of the game and not just something kind of novel you do a little. Well, yeah, and they said that because the whole point is your character is like a general in the Roman army. So you're not just a single right. little warrior winning the battle by himself. You're leading your, your men into battle. And mm -hmm. and they said there are going to be certain parts, maybe, where it's more of a, a single kind of guy thing where you're running through and doing certain parts. But there are also a lot of big battle sequences where, like you saw in the demo, where you're leading this charge of, of Roman soldiers against this barbarian um, fort mm -hmm. that you have to siege. 
So yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, it had lots of the cool quick time event kills and how they kind of flowed between each Almost other. Almost too much, actually. I thought it, it, a, well, lot it seemed like a lot of a lot of X's and Y's floating well, yeah, around people's heads. Yeah, that was the whole kind of combat system. I feel is there is a lot of the hack and slash, but it's it's a smaller part too. You basically beat them until the point where you know the little buttons appear over their head, and then you do the finishers, which yeah. is the main part of combat. And the finishers did look to be like kind of. Well, really varied, and often the the environment was keyed in. Like there was one part where a guy was near the edge, and when you finish him, you kick him off the edge. You know, yeah. so it's paying attention to that. I noticed again with this too. Again, the number of things happening on the screen. They're really using these systems Army, a yeah. lot, really early. I feel like they're getting a lot of these systems pretty early, which I thought was really cool too. Um, and then there was um, Quantum Break. Is not yeah. they showed that. Now that's not an exclusive. Right. No, I think it is. It is. I think yeah. it is too. Yeah. I was kind of glad they showed more of that because when they showed it in the Xbox One release conference, nobody had any idea what this game was or what it was about. They were just completely clueless. So they gave you kind of a better idea because in, in the trailer during the Xbox One release, there was like live action and there was game footage. You were like, okay, is it a game that has live action scenes in it or what? But it turns out it's going to do kind of like Defiance is doing where there's a show and then there's a game and they're kind of tied in together. Um, so it's kind of interesting that there's already another game trying that out. Um, I, everybody was kind of wondering if that was going to be kind of one of the new big things because Defiance is doing really well with it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if Quantum Break can do it as well. Yeah, I mean, the game is all based around, I guess, there's this experiment that goes wrong where time is kind of messed up. So time goes in and out, and your character kind of is able to manipulate it in a way. Yeah. So... I don't know. They, there's still not a whole lot revealed about it, but you know, a lot more than it at least gave you an idea of what's yeah, going on. Yeah, and it was mostly it was again, it was just a trailer. It didn't really show you. Yeah. Gameplay footage. No, no, yeah, it was just like a, a cinematic, probably yeah. from the game. Right. Um, oh, see, I thought they claimed that was actually. Well, they like, said it was playing. Was it's they said it was engine, playing so it's in, in engine, engine, which was a big thing for this conference. Doesn't necessarily. Yeah. Red, which a lot of them said, which doesn't necessarily mean gameplay footage. It just right. means. This is It's not just some rendered CG. Yeah. Right. Trailer. But I think that's the amazing thing about these new consoles is because it used to be that when they showed these cinematics, it was always done just like the, that's just the cinematic. But nowadays, the cinematics are pretty much game footage. It's about the same quality of graphics, which I think mm -hmm. is the amazing thing about these new machines. So that's the whole thing. And that's why they keep saying this whole running in engine is like, yeah, sure, this is just a cinematic from the game. But still. But that's what the game looks like. Right. So right. I think that's really, really that's cool. pretty cool. They're able so, to pull that and off. And then, you know, the way I looked at this game with it, playing with a TV show, and maybe this is a thing in nerd culture, that's why they pulled from it, is the idea of, like, sometimes you watch a show, like an anime, and there's a manga. And, like, you know, the right. manga tells you stuff that adds to the show, but you could skip it, and it would be fine. Right. And, but you get more depth. And I feel like that's what this will be like, is the game does not affect the show. Right? It's not like how people choose to play the game will affect how the show runs. But it'll give you depth in the show, so if you like watching the show, and vice versa. So if you like mm -hmm. doing both, it'll give you a little more. It's an interesting idea. It's an interesting experiment. We'll see how well that works. Um, kept going on games a lot more. Um, they had uh, uh, just another trailer for a game called uh, Sunset Overdrive. Now... Looks like it'll be some kind of shooter or something. It actually was pretty unclear, but the interesting part about that is that it's made by Insomniac. And um, if, if you guys don't know this, Insomniac has basically made games only for Sony. Yeah, they've been like a second-party publisher. Yeah. Ratchet and Clank. And... Right, a lot of really popular franchises Jack like that. Daxter, Jack and Daxter. Um, those, those games. So um, is this kind of a big deal because of that? 
But they didn't really show you much about the game. Yeah. They showed you maybe kind of that the look will be a little stylized, cartoonish, right. um, and that there, there will be some kind of shooting. I don't know. It, it looks like it's going to be some kind of MMO horde based. It looks like basically it's, there's some parkour, there's some shooting. You're fighting these little mutant zombie things or whatever. I mean, and, and they talked to, to Ted Price, you know, the main guy at Insomniac, and he was saying the reason why they went with an exclusive for Microsoft, because it's obviously so different, is he claimed that the Xbox One was, he felt like when they pitched it to him, like their their game system, Microsoft's game system, was actually capable of doing what they wanted to do with this game. So I, I don't know if that's him basically saying that, that PlayStation wasn't capable of pulling it off or what, but that's just kind of what his, his release was. So I was like, hmm, that's kind of interesting. Hmm. But it looks so, like it's something yeah. to check out in the future. Yeah. I'd be interesting to see some game footage, but yeah, me too. Because but you know, Insomniac has a strong history, so I'm looking forward to seeing what they show us because they've made a lot of games that I've really enjoyed in the past. So that'll be good. Um, what else we got? They also uh, they they we, this was all over E3, but they did um, show some stuff for Titanfall. Um, yeah, that was their big that was their big ending of the yeah of their the their thing was that um, there was a short teaser trailer that there'll be a new Halo game. They don't even it doesn't even say what what the name of the game will be. You just see Master Chief's Halo twenty fourteen for like a, yeah not till twenty fourteen. You see Halo's Master Chief's face for like a second and like that was enough to make the whole room go berserker because yeah. um, people get really excited about that. Last thing though that was really important is they did announce the price point releasing. On the Xbox One will be four hundred ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents, and so it's gonna be five hundred bucks coming out right off the gut, which is um, not about what I was expecting. Not yeah, too bad. It's a I little mean, bit more than what was predicted because a lot of people were predicting that the consoles were gonna be cheaper than their previous mm -hmm. ones. And this one, so this one's a little bit not, more. It's a little more expensive. But I mean, by a lot. It's a lot more machine, cheaper than obviously. the PS3 was when it launched. That was that's right. Yeah, so, PS3. Although that was which everyone clearly a big was just a disaster. Yeah, yeah to do that. But um, they came back from that. So uh, all in all, um, I would give them an okay. Uh, and and there's a few reasons I'd say that. There's one, especially having we'll get to this. Having watched some of the other ones, you know, I felt like there was a lot more wow and a lot of the other things. Um, they actually had technical difficulties. There was a quite a number of them. A couple of them. There was well, Battlefield there was that other Four. Battle the demo didn't start. The drag dragoon. Crimson dragoon. Crimson dragoon. They had no sound. People were booing. You know, I mean, you just. I, I know these are unrelated things, but it just makes you question, like, if you can't put this together, what should I expect from your machine? That yeah, but there were a lot. Uh, it me. seemed like that was just the the theme of E3 because at first everybody thought it was Microsoft, but then you know even Sony and, and EA and and I think it, and Ubisoft even had all of them had technical issues. Yeah. Less, but yes. But, yeah. Um. So that's oh oh sorry. There was one last thing I forgot to mention that they they talked about a lot, which is something that's definitely in their favor, and is that um if if you're interested in this, which. I'm on the fence still. I, I like the idea of it, which is they talked a lot about smart glass. So they're going to use smart glass a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, which really just kind of allows you to use your, like, tablets and smartphones and things as, as ways to um, add to your game or often sometimes to do things when you're, like, even away from your game. You know, like, you can do, like, inventory management and things like that with some of your games. So um, that's an interesting idea. Like, I like that they, you can kind of have your game and you can even be, you know, you're on lunch break at work. You're like, oh, let me do these three things for my game, right. you know, and which is kind of cool. Like, you can kind of always be doing these things. So um, that's probably one of the, the bigger things to me they have going for them is the smart glass thing. We'll see how well that technology is used. 
you know, it looks like they're making a big push for that to be important. And I think it can be something cool. And I hope they don't push it too hard. Because I think it should just be an add-on experience and something that you never need to do. Definitely don't do that. But it's 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 something cool to add a little bit. And that's always great. Yeah. That's always great. So if you guys were giving them like a like a rank or a grade too for this right now, would you give them? What would you guys give them? You think? I think I kind of agree with you. Like their biggest announcement, of course, was Titanfall. That was the big one they were looking to announce. It, it looks that's... really cool. It looks like a fun game. It, it's it's you know a first person shooter. The only problem is, is to me, it just it, it's too much like all the everything else that's out there. Battlefield, you know, Modern Warfare, all the Call of Duties. It, it felt a lot like just watching one of those. Like, yeah, sure, you add in a lot of cool stuff with the parkour and with the jetpacks that you get, and, of course, with the titans, the big mechs that you can run around in. All those add cool new extra features, but all I felt is that it was like a mod off of, like, Battlefield or something like that. It looked really great. And here's also the big thing is Titanfall needs to do really well because that is an EA game, and EA does not do exclusives. So everybody's kind of estimating that... Microsoft probably spent about $50 million, somewhere around that line, in order to get this exclusive. So if Titanfall kind of fails, I mean, they're going to be out a lot of money. So yeah, it did really well at E3. Everybody's really excited about it. But, of course, I mean, I, I can sit here and kind of complain about the fact that it looks like Call of Duty or, or you know Battlefield, of course, because I don't really play those. But you know what? Those are very successful do. franchises, yeah. so copying off of them is not a bad yeah, idea. Titanfall will be very successful. I but don't, I don't we'll just wait and kind of see it looks like an interesting kind of game. Uh, apparently, uh, you know, I was kind of wondering, you know, is it going to have like a four-hour, you know, campaign like, you know, Call of Duty does where you pretty much just play through it just to get to the multiplayer. But apparently they're going to try to merge single-player and multiplayer together. So it'll be interesting to see how they do that, if it pulls off. And, I don't know how they're going to yeah, pull it let off. Me, let me translate that for you. There is no single player. Yeah, that's <laughs> there what you I was go. kind of picturing too. They might have a little cutscene before you enter the arena, but then you know that's that's, yeah. that's your single player experience. It's called that they have a single player experience. It's the tutorial. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah, that'll it. be your single player experience. So. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I I gave them an okay because like yeah, there was no big wows. I think everybody kind of already knew about Titanfall. It wasn't a big surprise. Um, Sunset Overdrive, I think, was a big surprise for everybody, just because of the fact that it's an insomniac. But, but it wasn't much of an announcement. But yeah, you didn't really, nobody really knows even what the game is really about. Halo, yeah, everybody's excited about Halo, but I kind of almost feel like Bungie left Halo at the right time, because I feel like it's kind of getting to a point where, you know... Oh, I'm so glad that Bungie left to free themselves from Halo. I mean, Halo's great. This sounds like I'm dogging on Halo, but... You know, once you get too into a franchise, you can get a point where it limits you because you yeah. have to do certain things. And you know, we'll, we'll talk about we'll get to what they're Bungie, doing yeah. a little bit later, and that you'll you'll know why I'm so excited yeah. that they freed themselves from that. Yeah. And but then also, someone's continuing the franchise too is exciting because obviously it's yeah. very very uh, and, popular. And, and cool four franchise. apparently did really well. I haven't got yeah. a chance to try it out, so I mean, we'll see. Who knows? It could be you know the big thing that kind of saves Xbox once again. Yeah. So what would you, Chris? Would you? Yeah, you know, it's it's hard to say. I think uh, let me just basing the the conference on its merits and just trying to look at it for what it was, which was just games, 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 which is what they haven't talked about for the system yet. I mean, this stuff looks unbelievable. Know, these these new consoles are just these juggernauts that are like high, high, high end PCs, and now these are going to be in your living room. So stuff like these living worlds, persistent worlds, huge like that was what Mike was saying earlier tonight. Like I feel like this is the theme going forward. Like Millions of characters on screens, huge worlds, because they can do that now. Yeah. So technically, it's unbelievably impressive that these things happen. The things that are distracting for me is I feel like of all of the conferences and, and things I got to see, this this one seemed to be sort of the most rote, 
sort of the most scripted sort of experience where, you know, it, it, at a certain point, it's almost like you're, you're not giving your audience enough credit. And I'm fully aware of the fact that E3, the audience for E3, this is an industry conference. It's not open to the public. It's really supposed to be for the industry. Come on. I mean, you can watch it on the internet, stream it through the consoles. They want you to see this thing. It's being premiered for us too. So we are part of the audience, even though we're not really the main audience. But at the end of the day, I can't back away from the other things that are kind of surrounding this system, which just to touch on really quickly, because we haven't talked about the Xbox One on this show yet, is just, you know, there's Microsoft's made some interesting decisions about things that this system is and is not going to do. They've, they're going to have a pretty restrictive policy about how used games will and will not work. Essentially, they will not unless more money is spent. You know, and, and more details are coming out. I think they're, you know sort of play and pick up a little bit and probably policies are changing that can change at this point based on how far they are with the system architecture and things. Um, you know, as far as uh, the online connectivity, that's a requirement. They didn't really say why until recently. They said, well, it needs to authenticate once every 24 hours, which is still kind of always connected. The Connect now can do all kinds of really scary things like read your Watch facial expressions, you. see if you're blushing, read your heart rate. Um, and it's always on because you can always turn your system on. That's the big thing that their reveal conference was that this system has an HDMI import. So it's a pass-through for your TV now. So it really is the hub for your whole entertainment experience. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's called The One. And the more I thought about that, it's that's really pretty impressive that, you know, because let's, I mean, let's be honest. We, we all use these systems for things other than games now, too. Of course. Like, I mean, half the time if I see Jared on Xbox, maybe he's playing Hulu. Maybe Mike's watching something on Netflix and I do the same thing that's what I use them for as well but um but, but at the same time it's it for. yeah exactly <laughs> it's it's very it's you know it's weird to see that they've sort of in a lot of ways taken a fairly anti-consumerist stance on the way games are going to go forward as far as what game ownership means how you really know all you own is a license you don't even really own the game you bought but and, and it's tied to your account now forever, and you can't share things. It's and they're still sussing out a lot of these details. And I don't want to be too negative on it because I think once once everything is said and done, and the systems have launched, the things that are holding the PS4 and the Xbox One apart right now are probably going to be. It's probably going to be a smaller line that separates the two of them now because I think things are still in flux. Things will still change. But I mean, for what it is, for the the technology, I mean, it's it's an un, it's an impressive machine. Absolutely. A little more expensive than I thought it was going to be, but you know, if it comes bundled with, you know, their their new controller looks pretty cool. It's it's got a connect included with it, and that thing's fairly expensive. So, I mean, they're going to market these things as cheap as they can. I mean, let's be honest; they want to sell as many oh, as yeah. they can. Um, am I going to go out on day one and buy this thing? No, but I don't know that I'm going to for anything of this new generation. So, so yeah, I, I think that I'm a little bit more positive on them now that I've gotten to see what they did with this conference. So, mm -hmm. good for them. I mean, they're the kings of what's going on in the current console generation. So, no one would dispute that. So, they're not going to get knocked out of the race by any of these things they're doing. So... Pretty impressive. And they started this thing off. So, you know, they're in an unfortunate position where now everything, everybody has the uh, the ability to respond to and comment on what they started with, which is definitely something we'll talk about as yeah, this happens. episode goes on. Yeah, and uh, you know, one, the one thing that's interesting, and, and I try not to go on it too much too, because we'll see what they do with it, but there's actually people that are talking about the connect and the fact that it's always on and kind of watching you. It's like gets into the realm of privacy issues which right. I thought was really mm -hmm. interesting but it, it is looking like there's a possibility that these things can generally be turned 
They've so said they can turn off. different yeah. settings, and I mean, really, so, in the end, just unplug the thing and it turns off. I mean, I mean the thing on. is, though, is that I really don't want to have to do no, that. No, exactly. Right. Yes. But they say there is a way to turn it where it is off. Yeah. Off. Right. Just, yeah, they so, finally confirmed. I feel like a lot of the things that people don't like about it are connected to. It has a lot of really cool features, and I feel like in order for, to, for them to have these features, they had to put other things that kind of making people iffy. Like the Kinect always being on. Well, if you want to be able to sit there and go Xbox on and it turn on, well, the Kinect has to be running to. Uh, respond to that command, yeah. which needs it I needs to be listening to everything else that's not exactly so it's hair. But that's that. what I'm saying is that's I, that little feature that I want to have a controller in my hand anyway. All I, I got to do is press a button. Uh, yes, but there are going to people people out there who like that feature. Also, the whole thing about the used games, I think a lot of that comes down from their whole thing about how you can switch from movie to game to TV to music to whatever. In order to be able to do that, you have to have that game downloaded on your console. In order for them to do that and be like, you never have to use a disc. They have to put something to keep you from just downloading it on the console, selling it off, and making money, and but then still keeping the game. So in a way, I feel like... You could do like, that now. Yeah. It, no, because you have to have the disc in order to play it now on a 360. You can download your game onto your console, but you still need the disc mm -hmm. in order to play it. With the Xbox One... You once you download that disc onto that console, you can put that disc away and store it. But that disc is now it. locked to your account exactly. as well, which is where things get a little. But murky. I think mm, that's yeah. what, at first I was really iffy about a lot of these things. But when you really stop to look at it, I think what their ideas were is they had all these great ideas for what the console could do. But they're like, in order for us to do this, we got to put this stuff in here that some people might not like. Yeah. And you know the thing that about that to me though is that what is this machine? It's a yeah. video game console, right? Yeah. They want to branch out to do other things, but if you're making a video game console, that what that means is the focus is moving away from video games. No, and that's what a lot of people things. are criticizing and that's, Microsoft that about. That to me is like, okay, well, wh why would that be your focus? You know, the same way we're at their launch conference, they focused on things like fantasy football a lot. And sure, I like fantasy football. It's not a way to sell me a video game console, though. Don't know what you're trying to sell me with that. Mm -hmm. So I don't, you know, it's like they're targeting this this audience that is not their audience well I and think their idea was I, I understand you want to pull yeah. them in but be careful because if you alienate your base that's way worse than maybe we'll get these people to come play who like to be able to switch to TV really fast because their attention span is just so incredibly short yeah. they can't possibly have to step away from anything they're doing for half a second yeah and, and see I think at the, at the end of the day that's the thing that frustrates me the most because I feel like with their launch reveal for the system, which a lot of people had some problems with because it was all sports, sports, TV, TV, sports, sports, sports. And then about a week before hey, EA, they put out this info dump of stuff about the new system that was all pretty much bad news. It was the used game stuff. It was the, anti the DRM stuff. It was the always-on connectivity stuff. It was the used game stuff. And I feel like they had the opportunity, while talking about games... If they could have spun that in a way that said, yeah, we're doing these things and we're not backing down, but here's why it's awesome. And because nobody's told us why these things are well, good yeah, for us. Because they never mm -hmm. even really brought it up. I think they, that yeah, they just they, avoided it altogether. Everybody was kind of mad because this is Microsoft every time. Well, it's just like, well, we'll tell you later. We'll tell you later. We'll tell you later. Because they know it's bad. But it's never right? been later. So is there no good way to spin it? I mean, they, yeah, right. that's a problem. And it could be that. that. It could be they're just never going to say it. They're going to keep saying later. But here's. But it's not going to kill them. But that if they understand that these things are 
are going to make people things hate? Why have they generated it this way? Because it's it's a way to make what they wanted this console to do work. They so, want so and sell it yes, to us. That's, that's what I want. Thing. I want to know yes. why it's a good thing. Yes, but yeah, yeah I don't think they're going to. I they think they Tokyo gonna, Game Show. Or there should be some Doctor of yeah. Spin that can do that. Oh, absolutely. But they've made announcements. I don't think that they are worried in the slightest about all this negative press they're getting because they know that when that console comes out. How many people are really? How many people is that really going to affect not buying it? Maybe a very small. Amount. Well, but here's the thing: a lot of people are going to be in the boat as us, where they walk in that room and go, "Okay, you know, day one, can I afford one? No. Day whenever, can I afford one of them? Yeah. But I can only afford one. Well, then which one am I going to buy? Yeah. And they, you can get in danger if they go if if people are saying, mm-hmm. "Well, I don't want to buy that one because of this, this, and that." You know, these consoles now, in terms of computing power and things, are. Like the difference is negligible. Right. They're both incredibly powerful machines. Mm-hmm. That you know they can run these ridiculous games. So it can be these small things that tip the scales on who buys which one. And that I don't. I'm not, I mean, long run, maybe maybe it won't hurt them. You're right because I mean, you know, PlayStation obviously hurt themselves with the price point in the last one, and they still did quite well. No, yeah. um, they still did quite well. And that's they the thing, got they behind. Time to tweak you know, it. They and got behind. People to get over those things or to figure out what the deal is. So. And we'll have to see what they do. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and like I was telling Mike the other day, I went into GameStop the other day and uh, heard people talking about pre-orders. And while I was there, um, I saw multiple customers get turned away because they said they're not taking pre-orders for Xbox One anymore. They've got their allotment and they're done. So they're still taking pre-orders for PS4, and they said that's doing really well. But but, but I mean, people have same? already. I don't know, and yeah. that's the thing. They'll never release numbers I mean, like stuff like that. PlayStation Four so. could be like, "Oh no, we made six billion consoles." It's and possible. Xbox made seven. Yeah. yeah. So who knows? <laughs> they're gonna know. be fine. Yeah. So anyway, um, well, uh, very interesting yeah. stuff. <laughs> we <laughs> probably should move on. Yes, we should. <laughs> um, the next big, con- uh, you know, uh, press conference was uh, one that I was really excited about. It was EA. Um, you know, a lot of people were expecting a lot of things from EA, and I felt they did a pretty good job. I felt they had a lot of good stuff. Of course, they covered a lot of their big sports titles. They covered Madden. They covered FIFA. Uh, you know, uh, their their um, uh, you know MMA titles, um, basketball. They showed off a lot of the technology when it came to the sports, how they're able to do things. Um, just, I mean, making it look like you're watching an actual game. I mean, the technology, like we've said, is amazing for these consoles. Incredible. So, I mean, the sports ones, I don't feel like we need to really go into those. Everybody knows they have a bunch of new features, but really their big thing they were showing off with the sports, I think, was how they looked. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, one really big one that everybody was excited about, everybody knew they had to say something about Star Wars. EA just acquired the rights for Star Wars games, if anybody doesn't know. So everybody was like, okay, they got to have some kind of Star Wars game at, at E3. And they had a big one, one that everybody's been really you know hoping would make a comeback, which was they had a teaser for Battlefront. So for any of you guys who are not um, Battlefront franchise fans, which I loved it, so I was, um, people have been, you know, just screaming for a three for years and years. Uh, a couple of years back, there was like one <laughs> yes, in the they, works. They were actually making it. They were making footage and of it. it bombed yeah. and yeah, and then but they then everybody it. saw yeah. footage and it, it got leaked onto the internet and everybody wanted to play it and then it, you know so now EA is. Um, Dice is actually going to be the ones making it, so it, um, hopefully it doesn't just end up looking like Battlefield. But you know, <laughs> hey, they did Mass Effect multiplayer too. Yeah, yeah, I know that was great. No, yes, very true. So I mean, hopefully it'll look it like Star Wars. Really you don't have to worry about the look. Star Wars has a look. 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And they also talked about, uh, you know, Need for Speed, the new Hot Pursuit um, they had on there, which apparently they're making a movie as well. I didn't really, I didn't really pay much attention Is to it? that. <laughs> Fast and the Furious 12. Which, that that yeah, movie's made a trillion dollars, so yeah. sure, why not? Yeah, why not? Um, but, you know, once again, it's a racing game. It's a little bit more of a, a different kind of racing game than the others because you have the cop station and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's still, it looks amazing. They, the demo they showed was, like, in the rain and just everything about it looked, uh, it just blew you away. <laughs> And then, of course, there was oh, my big one that I was excited about was they did a, a, a teaser trailer for Dragon Age Inquisition. Yes. Um, so they talked a little bit about it. You know, it is going to be running on the Frostbite 3 engine. And Which is looks... a great engine, yes. by the way. If you guys aren't familiar with it, but particularly in terms of just the destructive environments, they focused on oh, a lot. Yeah. Everything around you can disappear. You know, like and the... break into its smallest components. Yeah. I mean, like all can... of EA's games are. This is their engine that they've created mainly for Battlefield, mm-hmm. um, but they use it for a lot of the other games. And yes, I mean the the if. The trailers, which, I mean, that's the whole thing about trailers is, oh, I only see a trailer for the game. But nowadays, with the way these consoles are, and like we said, that's pretty much game footage in a way. Mm-hmm. So if if Dragon Age looks even close to as good as that as that, as that that trailer right. did, I'm, I'm thrilled. So um, didn't really give up. A, I mean, obviously, you know, they, they showed some characters. They showed Varric and Morgan for any of you guys who are really into the, um, the right. Dragon Age saga. I mean, they've talked about it's called Inquisition. Your character is the Inquisitor. You're kind of dealing with this big, huge civil war that has erupted between, you know, the mages and the Templars. And, of course, there's lots of other stuff. They, um... I keep forgetting the names of the giants with the horns. Why do I keep forgetting Because uh, we don't play the game in three years. I haven't put anything out. Uh, anyway, yeah, those guys, you know, they show a big shot of them in the trailer. Okay, I'm trying to think of this like really two different. minutes and screaming out. But, yeah, they've, they've done another new art style with it, it looks like, so they're kind of, you it's know. interesting. Um, but, so, obviously, they're going to play a part in it. Uh, it should be a really great game. It's going to be huge scale, um, and they're going to try and merge the, you know, first and second one. There were a lot of things that people liked about the first one and the second one. A lot of people didn't like about both. So, they're going to try to take all the best qualities of both and merge them together. So, hopefully, fingers crossed, oh, it man. should be awesome. If they could do that, this game will be Yes, absolutely. Um, of course, one of their big things was Battlefield 4. That was their big kind of uh, show for it, which it did look... It looks amazing. It, I'm, I've never really been into the big Battlefield, but, I mean, I do have to say it looks really cool. They showed off a lot of the Frostbite engine and that, like how they you know, were able to blow apart cover and, and actually take out you know, foundations to you know, structures. Um, really impressive kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, because you know, I feel like Battlefield and Call of Duty are kind of like... The competing franchises. Oh, so yeah. people are pretty loyal, so I don't know that one looking better than the other makes a difference. Mm-hmm. But to me, Call of Duty Ghosts actually looks better than Battlefield 4. It, it, it grabbed me more. You know, it got it got my attention a little bit more than Well, than I mean, Battlefield I like how it looks so. like they're doing something different, but... Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's interesting. We'll I think it's a cool But the, the, we'll uh, see. another really interesting game, and this was actually what they started out the conference with, um, it was kind of... It, it's, it's kind of a spoof of, speaking of Call of Duty, of Modern Warfare in a way, yeah. and it's... Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare. And it's, you know, Plants vs. Zombies, really popular tower defense game. But this one is is still the tower defense, but it's a third-person multiplayer shooter. Yeah. So it's kind of like a horde mode. It's kind of like playing horde in, in Gears or whatever, where you have four players, and you can get three of your friends. And you can eat, there's different characters of the plants, and they, they're kind of, it's kind of class-based. Each kind of plant has different abilities and different strengths and weaknesses. And you basically form up this defense, and the zombies come at you in different waves, and you have to fight them off. 
So it adds a little bit of a different idea to it in the fact that you are actually what play as one of the plants and that you're actually involved in the battle as well as building up defenses. Now, you know what I want to see, which I think will be interesting, is if you can, they'll turn it around where you can play the zombies at some point too and see how that is. Yeah, oh, like the, yeah the attack side. Yeah, yeah, see if that's anything interesting. Yeah, I, I, I just, I, it would be interesting with the... With the teaser trailer they showed, it seemed like it would be kind of more of a versus was kind of the In, idea. Until they I showed had. the gameplay. Until they showed the gameplay, and then it was like, oh, because there were all these different classes of zombies, too, which I think is just, you, so, it's, maybe it, it, you it's just increasing difficulty in waves. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they're just tougher, so, but who knows, but maybe those, they There were all those classes that. in Plants vs. Zombies, though, so yeah. it makes sense why yeah. they exist. Exactly, yeah. So, but, uh, yeah. See, that'd, be, that'd be fun, though, because they're listening. Well, yeah. and it's one of those things, too. It's like, you know, what these engines and these machines and this processing power to lead off your conference with this super cartoony kind of almost, like you said, like a spoof. And it's funny because we're seeing it. We're like, oh, yeah, that. And as the footage keeps going, we're like, that that's kind of cool. And then another thing, hey, that, that looks, that looks kind of fun. Hey, you know, they would be fun if you could kind of yeah. do this. And so it's like, you know, the more you're watching it, it's like, that's cool. Like, I, the more they're able to render these realistic worlds... I'm very curious to see now the teams who decide to go in another direction and go very stylized, very cartoony, because ultimately it comes down to gameplay. I mean, these games could look incredible, but if they're not fun to play, yeah. then you're not going to stick with it. But well, that was it, like, it looks fun to play. The Insomniac game from Microsoft, you know, that that game was incredibly stylized, Real at stylized. least in the trailer, so it'll be interesting, you know, that's kind of, but it looked amazing yeah. still. I mean, the yeah. graphics are still really great. Well, so th One of the smart things about that, I think, is that it, it can give your game uh, longevity. Absolutely. Because when a game looks beautiful at launch, by the time we get to the end of a console generation, game developers get so good at using that machine that those early games don't look that great anymore. But if your game is stylized looking, it doesn't really matter. Right. You know, it's not really important. Well, also, look at this. It has like, like Borderlands. Borderlands. You know, Borderlands yeah. originally was very realistic looking, and then, it, you know, just in the middle of it, they were like, look, let's, they totally changed it all up, made it very stylized, which, you know, the first time I saw it, I was like, I don't know about that. But then playing it, you it went so much with the feel of the game, yeah. that it, and it really kind of just added an extra depth to it that I really mm -hmm. liked. So, so it'll be good. And I thought it was, it was interesting for them to start off with that game as well, but in a way, it's... It's kind of like a fun little title that did have a big fan base, so I thought it was a great way to kind of start off the the thing with a nice little kind of joke, little fun kind of thing, and then save your big heavy hitters for like right. the end. You know, they oh, save yeah. like Battlefield Four and everything for at the end, just hit them with that. So, um, you know, I thought they did a really great job. I was a really big fan of the EA um, press conference course because you know, obviously Dragon Age, I was really excited about, but you know, also Star Wars Battlefront, and they also they showed off some really great technology that they're working on, which is good. So. Right, sports fans. I mean, you know, these are not our games, but people who are into sports games, you, you got a lot to be excited about too. Yeah, I mean, and I play a little bit here and there. I'm uh, really big in the more of the NCAA, even in the Madden or whatever. But I do have to say, like these sports games are getting even. Just as you think, like they're you know looking realistic, they put out a new version that just looks even more so. And they did lots of little um, demos where they had like a live person sitting there dribbling a basketball, and then like a screen of a. a the, what the game looks like dribbling a basketball and just, a little, little too long of that but it, it, yes, it was interesting they, it, was, it was a long part uh, that they dealt with <laughs> their technology which was great but I felt like yes they probably could have spent half the time and still been too much well they so. had to do the thing that apparently was one of the other themes of the show where you have to coin a new word or phrase that doesn't exist in the human language and uh, so you can have words like bounce tech and drive avatar which were words that were apparently Dry invented yeah. for these uh, these new yeah. systems that are coming out. So it's their new technologies that they came up. So. Another thing I'm curious about too is that, um, and it, it, this is going to be a recurring theme at least for a couple of years, by the way that these big um, console companies are going to continue to support their existing consoles. 
I know that the Xbox 360 can't run the new Frostbite engine. So I'm really curious what that's going to mean for Dragon Age 3 because it's going to be on 360. So I don't know how that's going to work. Are I mean, you, the way sure? that most developers design I, their games... I heard that it wasn't going to. Yeah, it's going to be 360 as well. Oh, yeah, okay. they didn't talk about it in the conference, but it's one of those things where... I know you design a game for your highest end system, and then you just you downgrade it from there. Um, so, I mean, we're at a point now where PC and these consoles are essentially at the same uh. level. So you'd think they'd just be able to, but I don't. They're not going to design a whole other engine to run a game on an yeah. old system. I kind of they have an answer for it. I just don't know. It's what not it is. coming out until like I think late said, next year. Yeah, yeah late I mean, quarter. Yeah. No, I think they said 2015. Did they? Yeah. Well, it's not this year. Because I remember being angry. I was like, oh, I gotta wait all... It was like first quarter or second quarter of 2015. If not, I'll probably get pushed time. back to it. Because that gives them a long time to be able to figure that out. Not to mention by then, hopefully, you know, I will have a game system that they can play <laughs> it, so who knows? Uh, or most people will. You know, maybe by then a lot more people will. Maybe that's the secret so. of the new Xbox 360. There's a secret new chip to run yeah. EA stuff inside it. So uh, you will kind of see... Um, I was a little disappointed in that there was, you know... You know, Bioware, I would have liked for them maybe to talk about, you know, I would have loved for them maybe to mention a new what? Mass Effect game. Or also, supposedly, they're building a whole new IP, and there was nothing on that. Now, that's great that they're concentrating on Dragon Age. You know, I, I mean, I hope that they do a really good job with that and not kind of rush through it like it seemed like they did with the second one. But, come Fuck. on, Bioware's a huge company. They can be working on more than one game. They can give us something, you know, just a little blip, a little, you know. Yeah, and it's weird because their combination of working Dragon Age Origins and Mass Effect 2 paid off really well. But yeah. then working Mass Effect 3 and Dragon Age 2 at the same time didn't seem to pan out as well for them, so... I guess good. I mean, it's and it, they're working with yeah. new engines, new architecture, so it's got to be more resource intensive yeah. than you know just well, spitting out your old. Stuff. I was also really hoping to see Star Wars thirteen thirteen show yeah. up again, just because that made such a huge effect at E yeah. three last year. I just year, wonder and if no one's picked that up yet. I don't. I, I'm hoping someone's gonna, but I don't know. Yeah. if anyone's really. There's to work rumors on that, that EA was gonna do it, but of course nothing's really come out. I, I would have loved for them to be just. Give out and say like, hey, you know, whatever. I, mean, I, I hope so. Because I mean, they had great. a game. They had like demo footage at the last one, so obviously mm -hmm. there was a lot done for the game. So I don't feel like they would have to put. It's not like they. But you want to show something up. more though. Like if they just came and it's like, yep, it's we're still here. Like, you know, I, because I, someone just something. picked it up. I'm just saying, is in if that if if that's already all been done and taken care of, then they've already got a framework to work off of. So yeah. it should be easy to make that game. So yeah, I don't know. We'll know. we'll see. Hopefully, fingers crossed. You know, they decide to do it. But either way, I mean, at least they are you know going ahead and getting started with Star Wars games. So it's not like they're going to just sit on this new thing that they picked up. So that's really good to at least hear. Um, so yeah, uh, what what are you guys' feelings on EA? Like I I thought they did a great job. Yeah, it was fun. It was definitely a lot better following Microsoft. It, it, I think that was great that they followed them up because I feel like they were able to kind of. Yeah. yeah, and and at some point you just start. I mean, there was a lot of redundancy in these two. You know, you can see, you know, a game like Watch Dogs is in three of the conferences. Right. You know, the battlefield's going to be in multiple. Yeah, exactly. So lot, so yeah. yeah, I mean, you, you come to expect that they're focusing on their big titles, but I mean, EA is a juggernaut in this industry. So I mean. E what they do is going to kind of necessarily steer what a lot of other people are going to do. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. A lot of interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, and then, yeah, uh, 
Up after that was another game company, which was Ubisoft, which I think also had a really strong press conference. They've always done really well. You know, they had Aisha Tyler there hosting it again, which she adds that nice little kind of, you know, flair to it. You know, they've had Joel McHale do it in the past. I think they do a good job of, like, getting those kind of guest hosts because I think it adds a little... Apparently like, you like, have to have hosted the soup at some point. Is that the... That's that's yes, it is, yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's those people <laughs> that can are quick on their feet and stuff like that. I think yeah. work really well. Because like you said, which for Microsoft... are not good when at that, Yeah, <laughs> when those people get up there, it's so, like... Just kind of bland and dry but when she gets up there and is talking about like you know girl wood and all this kind of stuff <laughs> it, it just kind of makes you go oh okay you can laugh and, and it's interesting also because she is such a huge nerdy gamer to see the excitement that she has when she sees a trailer because right. she's seen it all for the first time too so when she's all ooh excited you know you can kind of feed off that more rather than when some you know exec comes out alright wasn't that How great was that? yeah are you guys gonna you know I wasn't even day I wasn't even watching in the back <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so it was just so they did. so they started off really cool with a, a cool kind of thing for Rocksmith. They have you know the, the they say the best way to learn guitar and all that kind of stuff. And the technology to the new Rocksmith is, is amazing. Like you can start just playing the guitar, and literally you can create a band through this that just plays along with you, no matter what you're playing. Like they actually like you'll have a drummer who will start playing a drum set that goes along with what you're playing and maybe a bassist who will back you up cool. and everything and you can pick all the different kind of instruments what kind of songs you want to play and you can play like an ex- a, a, a specific type of song and then they'll copy that or you can play your own song like the guy just started playing just a random little thing that he made up in his head and the band just followed along and I was like that's that's cool the amazing kind of technology hmm. they crammed into you know what I wondered is like if you you should um play a song just the guitar part what already exists and see what they come up with in the background how similar it sounds to the song but I think they have certain I think they have a lot of songs programmed into them so if yeah, you started playing something they'd probably just play that I think song they just recognize it yeah that'd be pretty fun I mean if the thing can make up its own music to follow you I think it'd be able to log enough songs to be able to follow so you so if anybody ever said that rock band was going to take away kids incentive to learn an instrument this is really going to take away their incentive to start a real band because now they can do it no, they're, they're, yeah, but at least they'll learn the instrument who needs a band instrument. that's yeah. the important part that's, that's, better, that's the important difference right yeah. so uh, I have so a band that was just <laughs> really cool to kind of watch uh, you know and also for somebody who likes rock music like me it was fun to watch um, of course, next they went on to Splinter Cell Blacklist, which is a game that's actually coming out in just a few months. Mm-hmm. The, you know, and that's going to be for both systems, uh, I guess, eventually. Or I don't know if Blacklist is going to be. I think part it, of the I don't new think ones. it's a system exclusive. Well, I mean, as in for the newer consoles yeah, right. and the older ones. I mean, it's coming It'll out be a lot everything. before the newer consoles, but I feel um, like I think it's supposed to be on everything. Yeah. eventually. Yeah. It yeah. looks like it could be. It looks really um, so, um, and it's going to have a, a, a multiplayer mode called Spy versus Mercs, which a lot of people are really excited about. So, um, yeah, it looks good. Sam Fisher's back in the good. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it looks like it should be an interesting. Uh, I'm, you know, I, I was a big fan of Splinter Cell when it first uh, kind of came out, but I kind of lost track of the franchise in between now and then but that one looks like something that could draw me back in so we'll have to wait and see uh of course then they did rayman legends uh you know that's a big title that a lot of people are looking forward to this one's gonna have multiplayer and it's because they bragged there's gonna be the biggest rayman ever just lots of you know levels worlds all kinds of different kind of playable stuff so it looked really um good and even that's another one that's very stylized but yet yeah, looks beautiful it's gorgeous mm-hmm. it's, great, and it's right? funny because things used to be stylized sometimes because of the limitations of systems right, you had to and that's what that, you yeah. saw with things like rayman and now now it's, yeah he's just like a head and arms right and yeah it's just kind of what they could render you know, the same thing with mario he had a mustache to define his face you right. know 
that's why he looked the way he looked like yeah. plumbers because well overalls look really clear and a mustache defines their face and a hat helps so the, and, and then Mario was born you know yeah. so it's it's funny how that switched from something that they did to make things happen to something they do intentionally now which is kind of cool mm-hmm. Uh, well, and then they had a teaser for a new game uh, called The Mighty Quest for Epic Loot. This game I was kind of excited about because, you know, everybody loves loot games nowadays. Yes. I mean, you have Diablo, Borderlands, everything's got loot in it nowadays, so everybody's nowadays. really excited. The only thing, about, uh, the whole idea of this one is kind of like um, the uh, the kill all, destroy all orcs or whatever the game that came out that was kind of like... Orcs Must Die. Orcs Must Die, orcs yes. Die. Yeah. Um, where you built like all of these traps to, you know, stop these orcs from evading your castle. It's kind of like that where you build a castle where you have to go and capture loot from all your friends' castles. Everybody builds castles, and so you go into their castles to try to beat all their traps to steal their loot to then hoard it in your castle. Castle? Castle. While also keeping people from breaking into yours to steal your loot. So it's all about loot, you know, which sounds really cool. The only problem I had with it is there wasn't really a lot of game footage that they showed you. So there was kind of a funny little, uh, uh, you know... uh, teaser trailer where they had like this supposedly one of the characters in the game this night talking about his castle and um there was a lot of editing in it because he had a, a potty mouth on his but it was really funny <laughs> um so it, it was an enjoyable little thing but the whole time i was like yeah that's great and it's funny but i would have liked to have seen just at least a little bit of, of game footage so i could know kind of what i'm playing so but it seemed like it could be kind of an interesting game to check out i'll see what you know how it looks when it comes out um then of course a big one was south park stick of the truth yeah, thank God that's finally still going they, on. they you know they're they're actually saying it's going to come out. Um, everybody was really excited. This was another one though that a lot of people were kind of mad in that this is such a huge game, such a huge franchise. Everybody really is waiting for it to see, but it just got the littlest blip. You know, there wasn't really any kind of game footage. There was a tiny little bit of a trailer that didn't really show you that much of the game. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people were saying everything. Okay, you've had all this time, you know, working with this game. You couldn't have come up with something better to show at E three, but. At least it's those, finally coming out. Yeah, so. those titles that come on and off and you know change developers and things like this because of because didn't the studio that was making that close was who was originally making that game and yes. someone bought it and that so was it's a, just a shoot. These yeah, things, CHQ yeah. So these things just get tough. I think with those transitions, it's got to be hard. Yeah, no, and that could be part of it. Yeah, Ubisoft taking over, so they got to do it. But I don't know. We'll we'll see. But good, that, good that, hands to have it in. But it's like it, it looks like it's going to be a really fun game, and it's it's. You know, Matt Parker and Trey Stone are right in there, so, uh, you know. Which means it should be hilarious. Yes, it looks like it should be good, um, so uh, that one's another one that I'm really um, looking forward to trying out. Uh, the next one was The Crew, which, to me, it looks like Fast and the Furious the game, but it's not really, it, it's it's a car game. I wouldn't call it a racing game, because it's got so much other stuff to it, um, but it's a big, huge open world. It's pretty much the entire United States, and you can play in all these different maps from all different kinds of ecosystems, um, whether it be desert, mountains, forests, whatever. Um, it's very, very open gameplay. It's an online, persistent world. So you can be playing different parts, running into all these different people. And the whole reason it's called The Crew is because you can form up a crew with you and your friends and go do missions, whether it's you know taking out armored cars or doing a race or, or a time run or, or whatever it is. So uh, yeah, it was kind of an interesting idea. It'll be Everybody's kind of wondering, well, how exactly this is all going to work and stuff. Um, but it seemed like it could be an interesting idea to go with. Of course, they talked a little bit about, you know, Watch Dogs. They showed a little bit of a trailer, which uh, was kind of interesting because both Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed 4, of course, are Ubisoft games, and they were in pretty much three, uh, every press conference but EA. But it was kind of funny that you had to wait all the way till the end 
which we'll talk about in the Sony one, but they were the only ones who actually did demos for them. Because mm-hmm. both Microsoft and Ubisoft, of course, you know, did you know a little part uh, for them. But uh, that's funny, like Ubisoft made the games, yet they didn't do the demos. I found that a little weird. I, I don't know, maybe yeah. it was a time restraint or whatever. I, I don't know. But um, but yeah, I was a little I was a little mad at first because I kind of wanted to see some more gameplay well, footage for it. But that was later on, so I was like, okay, good. At least they did it. Um, of course, they announced Just Dance 2014. Which uh, they added a bunch of new features now. It has up to six players you can dance at one time. Oh, good! They're putting it out on all the other consoles. It's not just a Wii oh, thing anymore. Yay. So yeah, we'll definitely pick that one up. Right <laughs> yeah, there. right away at launch. Let's. Uh, um, the, and also the the Rabbit Rabbits um, is a, a really popular kind of franchise. They're actually making it's called Rabbit's Invasion, and it's a interactive TV show video game. So it's like a TV show that you interact with is the game. See a theme forming here. TV, TV yeah. game. Oh, yeah, I think this TV. one is mainly made, you know, for families and stuff like that. Your kids can watch the show and play with it, interact with it. So eh, uh, it seemed like it could be kind of interesting. Um, they have new Trials games coming out. Um, uh, Two of them, right? Yeah. The um, what is it? They had Trials Fusion, which is coming out for you know the the consoles, and then there's Trials Frontier, which is actually a mobile game. Huh. And uh, you know they can kind of go off of each other, so, um, you, so know, you can die. And you can be frustrated everywhere. Yes. Yeah, you can <laughs> launch yourself. You know, even when you're God, not at home. Um, and then uh, their big, huge one at the end, they're, they're kind of that they left you hanging with was the Division, the new Tom Clancy game. Now this one, I was really excited about from the demo. It, it looks really cool. It's um, it's kind of one of those scare tactic games. Like, they take this real kind of idea in the world where, oh, this could possibly happen and all of you could die and then try to scare you with it and make a game out of it. So this one takes place a little while after, uh, uh, I guess, a Black, a Black Friday pandemic goes on because they talk about, like, oh, how, you know, money can have all these viruses on it and, you know, by the time that the first the, the first person to be affected by it shows symptoms, like, the, you know, millions of people have been affected. Especially Black Friday where you have all these people, you know, spending, 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 spending. So the whole thing is there's a Black Friday pandemic and this has gone on so the world, you know, crashed. You know, the economic crash and everything like that. Um, and so, you know, you play as... The, basically, the, the government is kind of going in and trying to kind of... I guess you play like this member of this group called the Division who's trying to kind of clean things up. Um, and it's kind of interesting because they showed where you can actually play... From a tablet, like the way they showed it, is there was three people playing on a console, and they formed up the squad who was going to go break up this problem with the police station. And one of their buddies jumped on with a tablet and created, but he was able to control a drone and basically like tag people for them to see where they were. So obviously you're not running around shooting people as one of the characters, but you can still, even if you're out and about, you can jump on your tablet and like help your friends out. Yeah. So I cool. thought that was kind of a, a cool little thing, uh, like you said, you know, using the um, it's. You know, using the, the the different kind of stuff that we have, whether it be smartphones or tablets, to kind of still be able to play games. Um, it's basically kind of looks almost like a massive multiplayer RPG because at the very end of the demo, it's kind of interesting as the people are signaling for extraction, another squad shows up of players and they, they it goes into like a pitch battle, which they cut right in the middle of it. Right. So it's just kind of showing you how you're running around this huge open world, of course, once again, open world, lots of players running around. So you can do these missions... But in the middle of these missions, you might run into a whole other group of people. So, I don't know. I mean, like, it seemed really fun, but I was kind of a little iffy about that because, I don't know, I just see myself running around and we'd be having a good time playing. And the next thing you know, these guys who 
have this super, you know, pro squad show up and just Running wipe the floor us. with us. Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, eh, I, I like the idea of doing with this idea of like melding multiplayer moments into the single player experiences. You'll see that we'll we'll get to that more. It's happening yeah. a lot. But especially I, with I, these I new wager consoles, there yeah. are ways to just say like, yeah. you know, friends only. And then no one can show up in your game that you don't know. Yeah, but the whole thing like is that. that this is a pretty big world, so I think it's even, like... And I don't know if they're going to divide them up, where it's not like everybody goes into the same world. Like, there's different instances, maybe, to try to keep the group smaller. I don't know. But um, it's kind of cool how the, the characters... You, It's kind of RPG in the way of the gear that you pick, you know, what kind of weapons you use, also what kind of gadgets. Like, one of the guys had a, a, a seeking mine, where basically you rolled it, and it, like, heat-seeked after the guy, and... People have different kind of uh, little things like that, so that's kind of where the RPG element comes in, like what you pick up and use is what kind of role you play in the group. So um, they had a lot of really cool stuff, so Ubisoft also did a really great job, but they usually do really good at their press conferences, so that's not a huge surprise. Um, What did you guys think about the Ubisoft Yeah, I mean, Ubisoft's real strong, aren't they? Uh, They're they're a company that, you know... um, puts out a lot of great material, and I think they have a lot of cool stuff coming out. I'm excited to see. I, I, like you, I wanted to see more, I think, from some stuff, but uh, a lot of good stuff coming out. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things they always tout, and I remember seeing it every time I would, like, boot up a game of, like, Assassin's Creed 3, is, like, you know, this this game was made by a team of people with various religious beliefs from ethnicities from all over the world. And they're one of these companies, like EA, that has studios, like, all over the planet. And mm-hmm. when you see the people that they bring out on their press conferences, like... These are names from languages I don't know. It's, it's really interesting because, you know, this one company can kind of, and, you know, sometimes they just act as a publisher, not always a developer, but, you know, the fact that they can do things like these little kitty games and these serious open world games and these dance games and these games for babies on the DS, like, and then they're all, they're doing all those things. I mean, it, it's, it's pretty impressive. I mean, like EA, they do fall under that criticism of, you know, they're kind of maybe pumping titles out a little bit faster than some people would like. Like, maybe make me wait a little bit for something that really feels like an advancement. And so I'm, I guess with, with what they're doing, I'm most curious to see how Assassin's Creed 4 turns out because there was a weird sort of negative backlash about 3 that I never really understood, and now this one is right on the tail of it. So, I, you know, I hope that? it does well. It looks really cool. I, know, I never heard anything. Again, good just stuff that about it felt three. a bit rushed out. I don't know. For some people, oh, really? I heard, I, I heard, heard it that amazing. game. It didn't feel rushed at all. That game was amazing. Whoever said that? Oh my God! What do you want from your games? <laughs> they just and want Assassin's Creed Lord. Two again. They just wanted to have ended there. Two was fantastic. Yeah. Three was also fantastic. Yeah, it was just the two in between. Do you want to complain? Yeah, <laughs> complain about those. They were. Let's not yeah. talk about Revelations. We don't want to get Jared started. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're actually going to um, end it there. Um, We are going to be coming back with the next episode um, where we'll be talking about the uh, Nintendo and Sony uh, press conferences. And, of course, we'll also do a big wrap-up at the end, but um, obviously we have a lot of information to cover. Um, So be sure to tune in um, next time uh, to hear the rest of the E3 because, obviously, lots and lots of cool stuff going on. So um, until then, my name's Mike. I'm Jared. And I'm Chris. And uh, be sure to tune in next time, guys. We'll see you then. Three, five, two.